Welcome to the Punters Preamble. I'm Simon Dinopoulos. I'll be joined by Adam Blenko as we look ahead at this weekend's racing. The good horses aren't too far away. They've been trialling. Bit of an off week on Saturday, but still winners to be found. Where is the top-rated horse racing in the world this weekend? It's not here. You're right. The good ones are around the corner, but they're not going in Australia just yet. I always think of Australia Day. Australia Day to me, the Caulfield meeting Australia Day always feels like it's about to happen. That's the turning point. Yeah. So you start the the road to the Blue Diamond. So that that does feel like the good ones are around the corner. I think you've trialled, haven't they? Yep. So that will be coming to a head soon. Uh, but yeah, certainly not this weekend where the highest rated horse going around is in Dubai. Maydan. The Zabil Mile. Who do you think trains it? I've been told about this Charlie Appleby fellow. Um, he'll make it. He'll make it in this caper. He goes all right. Master of the Seas, rated 123. Will Buick aboard. Modern News is in the race. Can the Doyler spring an upset? Well, it's but- an interesting test of the what we are talking about. James Doyle has the same impact in Dubai, or has done anyway, over the last few years as William Buick. And, of course, he does it with the second string, which... Makes that a bit harder. Put two and two together, that makes him a better jockey yep. than William Buick, I would say. And here he is again with the second stringer, Modern News, who is rated 116. But one thing Modern News has done is run several times in 2022, and he's run over 110 five times in 2022, whereas Master of the Seas only had one run. Of course, when he ran, he ran 121. He's a better horse. Certainly has been a better horse, uh, but we just haven't seen a lot of him. I think he's... He's been obviously, you know, had his niggles, master of the season, and had his career cut short. But he's second in a guineas at the peak of his powers after winning a Craven, you know, six to one in a guineas. He's that sort of horse, classic horse, which they take very seriously over there. Bit of Aussie flavour to the race as well. Ah, there is. With I Am Superman kicking off back with his old stable, last seen running second in the Rupert Clark. How does he stack up? He'll be third pick. He'll be the other one. If you like, I think it drops away a little bit after that form-wise. So the betting would, it'll heavily tilt towards the the one seed and the the best horse, and and Buick's horse, Master of the Seas. Modern News is a, an obvious and very solid looking. He sort of doesn't have the peaks, but he's he's very solid looking alternative with our man James Doyle. Well, I think we go with friend of the show. Yeah, he's our man. And then I think I'm Superman is next, and then I think it drops away pretty quickly. So I think he's a he's a market player. Yep. Obviously, completely. And he's been a long time between wins. I'm Superman. I know because I've backed him a few times. <laughs> he is very much in the camp. Well, they're all in the camp of needing Master of the Seas not to show up because if he shows up, there's almost no chance that Superman is is matching his peaks. But if he doesn't, he's a yeah, he'd be a winning chance. I would I would say so. Interesting to see how he goes. The other little form tie in for here is that Modern News has got form around my Oberon. He's not far from a my Oberon who we saw win the Crystal Mile here on Cox Plate Day and win it pretty well. And he's probably, it's not a straight-up Group 1 horse, my Oberon, but he's, he'd be Group 1 competitive here in the autumn, you would imagine. Part of the niche's army. So, yeah, there's a, a couple of little form tie-ins there. But ultimately, the race swings on, on what Master of the Seas does. We seem to know a lot about Master of the Seas, or we have a good grasp on the Zabil Mile. It's a pretty straightforward one, two, three. One horse... That we don't know, the Dunno, comes up at the Valley, race five, ain't no deal done, currently second pick. Ain't no deal Dunno. (laughs) (laughs) But you could price him anywhere in this. I must admit to having never been part of the ain't no deal done fan club, 
He had one for a while. I think he did. He's been, I suppose he was very quickly useful, but I think he was very quickly showing himself up as not much better than that. But my read of things is that his run at Sandown 2 back was the best of his life behind Right You Are in a race that's already produced a few winners. And then he's gone to Sydney. Market liked him in Sydney, which was interesting, and then they gave him absolutely no chance. Wasn't the best ride, no. They're making it – well, Is it? it's tactics, isn't it? They're mm. making it hard for themselves. And here, here, I sort of want to find him off that now. I'm interested. Yep. It's peaked – he's peaked my interest with his last two, having never been in – you know, never been – much of a rap. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm looking around. I'm, I'm sniffing around the ain't no deal done camp, but the camp themselves, they add to the dunno here. Mm. So as you say, I could, I could start to get very warm on him and and mark him clear cut favourite in this race. Off that, he gets the good jockey now. Zara goes on, but the stable, four metro wins, at four percent this season. That's from 105 runners. They started the season. It's getting better. They started the season in town with 59 straight losers. They've had 20 losers with Zara without a winner this season. Yeah, that's incredible. And they are, yeah, they're returning only just a bit better than a, a third of a win for every one the market wants from them. So they are underwhelming the market big time. It should turn. It should turn. It should turn. And we've been seeing little hints of it of late. We've been doing some weird things, pitching up to Sydney with horses and tactics are interesting They've got Unflinching, whose odds are... I must say, the first half of the Mooney Valley card is wafer thin. Mm. There is not much going on there. Very thin, thin races, which is probably... We've got four Metro meetings in eight days in Melbourne. Yeah, that so, hurts. Yeah, there's, there's going to be some thin races. This isn't the thinnest race, but I think Ain't No Deal Done is well up to winning it. But yeah, I, I am putting him in the Dunno camp. Because you're not sure? Because I'm not sure whether I... There's two sides to this. I, there's, I could price him... Of all the sort of horses at the top of the market or that I, I would mark favourite going to Saturday, he is the dunno. He's the one that has the widest. Most of them you go, oh, that's two to one-ish. Whereas he's a genuine, I'm, there's an element in me that sees mark him four to five. I How big you bet you have it? One thing I do know is that I won't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but I could mark him pretty, I could, you could get warm. You could get real warm. Well, I'm looking at this. Paddy Payne's got the favourite drawn one. Disgusting. And then the elevator's got the third pick. Off a win. Mm, and I think he was given a bit of a gift there as well. Uh, that's Chandon Burge you're talking about there. And the nephew for mine, and these are the other reasons why all of a sudden Ain't No Deal Done's becoming interesting to me because the nephew, I fancied him a bit last start. He was off a fast race, blinkers on. It was there last yep. start. And he ran really well, but he did the same thing essentially that he's done in all of his peaks. I'm, he's done that five, six times now. So I'm thinking, okay, well, that is that is the nephew. Yep. Ain't no deal done's right you are, run can beat that. I think his late splits last time said that he could do that or that he could he could better that. I, I think he's a bit better than that. Aaron Bay's peaks are interesting and they came his big peak win came on the backup and they back him up here. Untried trip, but looks like he'll cope. So he's half interesting, but again, uh, the little edges are, are, are in that head-to-head are, are with ain't no deal done as well. Interesting off that race in Sydney, which was farcically run. Yep. Some Pendrith nominees in there. The whole race. The three horses that have run since that were second half of the field have improved nine, 12 and eight pounds off their runs there. So it's a, those horses from that came from back in that race and none shape better than Ain't No Deal Done have all gone bang, 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 improved. Not necessarily with winning, but within other races, they've improved their rating quite a bit. Um, and as I said, his rating dipped a lot there from the right you are rating, but I think it was a product of or a function of the speed of the race. So yep. 
I'm expecting he's bang on peak, and that's mighty hard to beat. So yeah, for all that, that's a lot of uh, stuff mm. to consider. There which is, is hard to consider, and that's why he's a dunno. He's a dunno, but I feel I do know that you are going to back him. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Bizarro. We head back up the highway to Sydney. Day's feature. The day's feature, the Carrington Stakes. Race six. Titanium power has come up favourite. And just perfectly understandable to me. Glean on. What else do you need? Who needs to do the form? And it is, it is completely bizarre because he had been well and truly out of form and then freshened up with a trial and got an absolute picnic in front at Rose Hill Glenn pinched it. Glenn Masterclass. Glenn Masterclass. And he You're betting will, against that happening twice. <laughs> <laughs> he will not get the same run again. Renelli's in the race. Looks to land outside the lead. He's not going to get a picnic in front. Can have a few eyeballs on him. Mm. And 380 is madness for Titanium Power. I, I do note he did start 260 to beat Shawfire. Rose Hill 1400. But that's Shawfire, the two miler over 1400. No, but for your SP profile players, I could understand that you're happy to mark him shorter against Nicolini Vito, who gets James McDonald. But Vernelli is flying, and I wouldn't be surprised if he actually does start favourite. Looks like Elvis, he's got peaks that are good enough. And Superium beat Cole Crusher, and Cole Crusher, I would say, Joe Pride would agree, is a better horse than Titanium Power. Cole Crusher is Titanium Power with a length. Yeah. And... Taxu is the same horse again, but he's the wet track version. Yeah, they're, they're all the same. They're all the same. <laughs> it's amazing what Joe Pry can do with these horses. But yes, very strange to see Titanium Power favourite. And it did spring a question. In the last two years, how many favourites has Glenn Schofield ridden Metropolitan Sydney? Uh, well, the fact that you, you raise this is, um, I'm guessing it's an alarming number. And my best guess is it's not alarmingly high. <laughs> low? It's low. Well, that is a blight on the training ranks and connections. Hang your heads. It's Do you fun. want me to guess? Six. Eight. And he's ridden three winners. Oh, that's going right. Market expected 2.2. Oh, so he's, I knew that he was a and then I thought, cash oh, cow, Glenn. I'll go back further. Interesting to note you mentioned Taxu. Last favourite Glenn won on. The mighty Taxu. In town. So that's two years. We'll stretch... The net further to five years. 55 runners, 21 winners, market expected 15. I was, well, we're getting the tail end of the, the glory days there. We are. Once you go back to five years. Yeah. So that's, I mean, there was a, there was a point there where Glenn was, there was a point there where I'm not, I'm not joking. You're not joking. <laughs> you go back to the start of that five-year period. The sweetest hands in the game. There's three horses that spring right off the page. Elise. And Gemendari. Oh, didn't he get a tune out of Special K? Oh, did he ever. When he won that round with Guineas, I, would, I wasn't hearing of defeat ever again. <laughs> I don't think he won a race again for another two years. Well, he's next two. I think he tried to beat her. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard work. But I think the early market will swing come race day. I'll be surprised if Titanium Power does start favourite. I don't think he has the ratings and he just... He got a picnic last start. It wasn't a real race. It does seem a little bizarre. I'll mm. grant you that. That's bizarre. Bizarre? What's not bizarre is your best bet. No. So as I said, Moody Valley is wafer thin. Have you got on. a rapid racing tip? I haven't looked at the rapid Can you give yet. us a range? Of I, do you know what? In honour of the great day, I'm going to give it a very quick look. 
You're not allowed to spend time on the form for rapid racing. All right, so you've got nothing rapid racing at the moment. Nothing piqued your interest. No, nothing yet. Nothing rapid. No, nothing rapid about that. But as I said, I'll be I'll be giving the form a, a very quick run over tomorrow. So my best is at Mooney Valley, race six, punters. At the valley. At the valley, Ice Picnic. And the thing I like about Ice Picnic is that I think a lot of people will look at Ice Picnic's last two runs and go, sheesh. And I think he, because he's been very rusty. Yep. Off two runs, and even the form that he's got looks a little scratchy. There's a lot to not like. Which is what you like. Which I like. He copped heavy ground, testing ground at Ballarat first up. That's okay. He looked rusty and then he was six weeks between runs and got beaten to the punch. It all just happened too quickly for him, I think, the other day. And that was not a bad race. It was certainly a high-pressure race. As I said, a high-pressure race and, and it six weeks between runs just caught out. Uh, so I'm thinking much sharper now. Sharpened up for having had those two runs. Three-week turnaround instead of six. Jamie Carr goes on. He gets to the valley while he was at the valley last start. That's where his big peak and win had come in the past, which would take care of these because that's the big trick to this pick. It's not so much about picking Nick. It's about him having picked a race where none of these are going anywhere. It is, as I said, four four Metro meetings in eight days. There's some thin races and there's four last start winners in this. So I think there's there's enough substance for to form a market, which is why I can form an opinion. And that opinion is that Ice Picnic has the potential to go to a level that these just aren't. The last start winners are all coming off very basic figures, and I think he's I think he's a winning chance with even if he disappoints. Like if he runs to the two ratings he's run this time in, I think he you know he'd win sometimes. He'd get you out of jail a couple of times, even if it was a bad bet. You're backing him to do something he hasn't done this prep. I reckon you might even get away with it a couple of times. But if he does spike up to his winning level or at that time I think it was fair to say on profile he was going to an even better level yep. if that still exists and you're with the right stable to draw that out of him uh, he'll he'll take care of these because they are very very basic 5 to 2 I think that's more than acceptable yeah it's one of those in another world things I'm I'm not there but in another world he's odds on your best in Sydney yep <laughs> yes, it is in Sydney. Yes, it's in Sydney. I know. Uh, it's contractually obliged to be in Sydney. <laughs> yeah, it comes up for me in race nine. Interested in the last, Bryce Hayes, who is humming at the moment. He is going really well. In fact, the two note just for filling in dead minutes in a podcast, the two notables at the moment that you keep noticing when you're doing the numbers, Bryce Hayes in New South Wales and Jason Warren in Victoria. Mm. How many of Jason Warren's horses are winners, but also... Um, Horses that you think, wow, if you if you had, ta- you know, positive tactics, you'd be winning a lot more as well. Yep. Going really well. So two stables. It's tricky now because the good horses come back, but they both seem to be going really well. Narito is the second emergency in the final race. Interesting to see if it gains a start. If it doesn't, Bryce's horse is going to start fairly short, I would imagine. So happy to leave the last alone, but I think it's probably one of the more interesting races of the day if they both run. Star Sparks in race nine is my best bet of the day. I do like finding these for Gay. It looked disappointing first up, racing on speed. Her horses rarely have excuses. When they race on speed, there's not much more you can say. They just get beat. Well, she puts things in their favour. Mm. So it's hard to be positive on Gay's horses when they get beat because they get given every chance. But with Star Sparks, I think it was a good first hit out. Up in grade, but... 
on ratings, looks well-placed. And the blinkers go back on, drawn inside for Tim Clark, out to the mile, second up, has improvement, and I'd imagine we'll have too much for these. Bullfinch is a solid horse at this level, but he's not getting any better. So I think Star Sparks can turn the tables on Bazooka, who was a good winner in the race, but with the pull in the weights this time, I'd imagine Star Sparks is going to lead and take plenty of running down. Any comment? No comment? No comment. No comment other than to say anytime you find gay, I think you've, um, mm. you're going the right way about it. Yeah, I think it's a good situation to find her. The first up run I don't was think fine. it's a bad situation to find her, is there? Yeah, it's true. It's good to find her whenever you can. But I think from a betting perspective, I like finding these horses because people will deem it disappointing first up when I thought yeah. it was... The believe your eyes guys won't like it, is that what you're telling me? Run down over a shorter trip now goes up in trip. But blinkers back on mile. Tick leads, tick, and the danger is bullfinch. And you've got the power of water bottle enterprises behind you. Absolutely flying at the moment. So it will be my best in Sydney, race nine, number seven, Star Sparks. Pretty short podcast this week. We haven't really got a lot to talk about, but the good horses will be back next week. Kick off in Sydney with the feature races. We didn't talk about Caraca. We didn't. Caraca would be an interesting meeting. Well, Imperatrix goes around, I would assume, very short prices, but she's good. And I surely there's the 1,400 metres at Tarapa. I assume she'll go there and re-match with Levante. Yep. Both having one group ones. And then surely they're looking over here. Have to be. Have to be. And she's good enough. The other one that's at the Guineas winner, Pierre. Pierre. It'll be Pierre, not Pierre. Yep. <laughs> he's going around and he's definitely Sydney bound. He's Ramwick Rosehill Guineas. Hobartville Ramwick Rosehill Guineas. Oh, so proper prep. He's coming across. So And I think he's rated about 109. So he's sort of... On the fringes. Yeah, he's on the fringes. Um, the two-year-old race is actually interesting because Mark Walker's got seven of the 14. It's going to be an ocean of tangerine. <laughs> they got enough colours? That's a very good question. Who's the caller over there? Good luck, pal. Good luck. I'll have to go Japanese style, go the fluoro hats. Yeah. The favourite is Opie's. Yep. Trobiond. But Taliska, fine whiskey and a fine run in the lead-up. Taliska was closing the favourite down late in the lead-up. Damien Lane's over there to ride one for Forsman as well that's gone all right. I think face value looks like it might be a decent cracker. Aren't they skimmed on, on yep. through it? But I did think, I know it's a, a maiden and clearly the the favourite is three from three and held in high regard, but I Taliska was an absolute match for it in the lead-up. So I would be thinking that the the sort of Tokyo Tycoon comes up shorter than I think Taliska looks a, a legitimate danger to the favourites. That would be interesting. And comments on Legato? Funny race last start. Funny race last start, but she was asserting at the finish. Yeah. She was all over them at the finish, but I did watch that thinking and I even crawling over the split. She finished fast and the, the leader, the tearaway leader was really well ridden. Great yep. r- great ride on it and went a long way towards pinching it, but ultimately horsepower told out. Yep. And yeah, as I said, Legato all over them at the finish, but it did, you couldn't help but walk away from that thinking mile minimum. We're staying at a mile. It'll probably be a more typically run race. She draws barrier one as well. Oh, geez. In the traffic. She'll be okay. She'll um, be fine. But, yeah, I would think she would want to – she wants a good gallop at a mile, I think. 260 is a fair bet. Yeah, that does seem to be maybe overplaying the, the tangerine horse. I mean, if they've won – if the tangerine are on, if they've won four or five of the undercard – well, it's not the undercard, is it? It's a four or five of the – 
the card prior to this, there might be... Um, the mighty son of Vanberg. Could there be a bit... Vanberg, wow. There could be a, uh, a bit of a tangerine roll-up. Punter's just flying in at Opie and the tangerine. I'm staggered it's in black figures, Legato, to be honest. No, I can see, I can see the, the... At least you've got a logical angle if you want to be against. Yeah. Barry won and she took her time to get out of trouble last start. Does she get in there and if she... I just thought early markets would have her odds on and that'd be... I must say, I would have thought that the, the naive... She's won at a like dollar a ten last Aussie start. book, just, just pencil this one up for me, mate. Yeah. You, you're probably just short, aren't you? Yeah. Was, you'd be the, as a general rule, you're probably the only one you've heard of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's what surprised me. I mean, the inside yeah. drawer, and, but she... I, think. I don't know whether she's coming here, but you, again, surely. Have to be, yeah. So, and she would be, to me, and maybe I've, maybe I've got this all wrong, but as I said, my read of the late splits the other day were that she's going to be at least... A mile, but probably two thousand meters is going to be absolute wheelhouse. So the vinery, yeah. It's Are there any early vinery markets out? Is there an early Adrian Knox market? No, she's too. She's good too that. good for the Adrian Knox. <laughs> <laughs> and Sarge will have one for that. Sarge will have one for that. The tricky thing for them is to keep them sort of up, because remember Amaralina. I mean, you butchered it, but close enough. I know who you're talking about. Who is it? Amaralina. Amaralina? Yeah. yeah. She uh, came across for the Oaks. Yeah. The tricky thing is they can't hold them together. It's a hard thing to do. To they can't up. hold them together. Their record in our Oaks is pretty good. Oh, but in terms of peaking them twice. Like she's been up a while, Legato, and she'll peak on the weekend and then to sort of keep her going through to our autumn is not easy. But she sh- I imagine she will be it's, there. Yeah, I don't know. We say not easy, but they seem to do it. A lot of things that our trainers think aren't easy seem to be easy enough for others. Here we go. Just throw a wild pot shot at Australian trainers before we sign off. That'll do. That That'll wraps keep us everyone up. on board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with the review show on Monday. Adam won't be here, so no, we'll no, no. we'll get the gun involved, and we will touch on the Magic Millions and the Guineas, and then of course Caraca. So plenty Caraca. to look forward to, and rapid racing. What a weekend!